0: what's up buffalo fanatics josh allen here just wanted to say uh go bills ladies and gentlemen it's your boy back at it again what a wonderful week it was (laughs) what a wonderful week it was indeed and uh i know nobody's been living under a rock because we we've witnessed what happened what happened things fell into place for bills sometimes you wonder like are things ever gonna fall the bills way sometimes because sometimes it just feels that it's just everything's just so difficult for the bills and sometimes it's okay you're not gonna have an easy path to victory every time you're not gonna have an easy path to the way you want things to happen but golly if things if things were to happen the way it happened this was the week this was the week and we didn't anticipate any of this stuff. We thought, ah, it's going to go right down to the wire. Week 18, obviously against the Miami Dolphins. My goodness, but we didn't have to wait till week 18. We had things fall in place for crying out loud. The New England Patriots, they come out <laughs> and win it in overtime against the Broncos? What? Patriots fans got to be pissed off because they're like, oh, we don't want to win. We're, we're in the quarterback sweepstakes now. That win kind of pushed them a little out of that quarterback sweep sweepstakes for you know, the top dogs, big dogs. You know what I'm talking about. So there goes there goes New Patriots. Thank you. You ever know, so We got to say thank you along the way. You can't we can't be we can't be selfish and and think that we just did it on ourselves. No no no. We got a little help along the way. They lost Vegas Raiders. Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders come out and say enough is enough verbatim from the from the words from the from the own coach's mouth enough's enough enough's enough we've had enough of this crap I mean the Chiefs just come in and whoop ass and just keep going right they're 16 and 0 or 17 and 0 in December against their own division Antonio Pierce said enough is enough ain't doing this no more man Jack Jones is like you right coach I got your back what does he do? Pick six, second week in a row. Let's roll. <laughs> Raiders take down the Chiefs, and now the Chiefs are in meltdown mode. And guess what? Coach, listen, Nick Wright don't want to hear you. Ah, well, I wouldn't call it a panic, but this is the worst game we've played. Listen, fam, the right has been on the wall. <laughs> the right has been on the wall since Tyreek left a little bit. You kind of you made it work, made it happen. Guys are a year older now, Travis Kelsey being one of them. And you know, I mean, things are a little different. Kadarius Tony just seems to just not want to focus and get his ish together. Things, I mean, it's cool. Sometimes you gotta pass the torch over somebody else. For now, you know what I mean, for now. So the Raiders take down the Chiefs. Thank you very much. Where do I go? Where, where, where am I? Where else am I gonna go? The Ravens handle business against the Fortinanders. That, that was. I didn't think that. I didn't. I didn't expect that to happen. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I that did. I did not expect that to. Well, want to happen. Ravens took care of the business. They look good, though. Give it to the Raiders. They look good. Jaguars. I told you guys, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, man. I said that last week. The way they've been playing and the way they squeaked by the Bills back then, it didn't look too damn impressive to me. They ain't going to make the playoffs. So right now, it's the Bills, man. Well, look at Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins squeaked out a win. All right. We see you. But it is against the fraudulent Dallas Cowboys. So y'all were part of the fraud bowl. Which one was going to be less fraudulent than the other? You guys were less fraudulent. I guess we're going to find out week 18, right? Here we go. Folks, listen. Bills right now are 9-6. If you look at the playoff picture, we're no longer in the hunt. We're firmly, firmly in the playoff picture. Wild card. Here's the best part. We have an opportunity. We absolutely have an opportunity to grab the number two seed. Now, I'm gonna be real. Just a short few weeks ago, we were sitting here, six and six. We're like, hey, you, e. whoa, whoa, what are we doing, folks? We better get our act together, man. Coach, coach them up, get them together. Josh, get these boys ready. And it seems as though they've woken up. The freaking the they, they took the cobwebs out the way and said, all right, we we in this thing. Six and six. Just a short few weeks ago, we were at. Let, thank you, Cody. We're, we're sitting at a fourteen percent chance. To make the playoffs now. We sitting at 89-90. Fam, one more win, and we in, and then we can work on towards other things. But I mean, we, we we can talk about those things in just a moment, but uh we've got we've got you know I me, mean, you know what has to happen. We got to talk about the injuries, we gotta talk about players that are potentially not performing, potentially be because of injuries. Could we have guys coming back shortly? How are we looking? I mean there's only one guy i trust to kind of deliver and come through with the goods and that's my man the thigh doc and you guys already know what it is we're not changing anything the music stays the intro stays it's sexy and guess what we actually get to see the man's face today oh we excited boy ladies and gentlemen before we get to it i'm gonna bring my man on the thigh doc and we're gonna talk about it let's go What's going on, boss, man? Hey, we're doing good. We're excellent. What, 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 hold on a second. We we have a roaming buffalo in the house?
1: Brought a mascot
0: here. Whoa, oh
1: What do we <laughs> have here? This is uh, Thigh Jr.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, Thigh Jr. Well, what's up? <laughs> he's not having that's it. Well, that's okay. When he's, when he's not shy, maybe he can give us a little something. But listen, Alex, Thigh Doc, talk to me. First of all, before we even get into injury, chatter yeah How are you feeling about these bills at the moment right now having the opportunity that we have right in front it's of
1: what, us it's what we wanted it's what we talked about in september right getting hot at the right time mm. Mm. in front of us now yeah we, we can't get the one seed but i'll take where we're at
0: listen the one seed sometimes you, you don't you know i mean one seed is great but sometimes you get cold off the one That's seed right. you ever played I mean, yes, you got a little healthier, but then you want momentum. And right now the Bills got momentum. So do we want the one seed? Maybe not. We're, we're rolling the way we need to roll. So that's that's what we like. Um, let's talk about these injuries now, man. We got to yeah. talk about it. Uh, I'll let you start off and let us know where you're most concerned, where you, you're you right to the least concerned, and how, how, you sh- how you feel about how things are shaking out.
1: Yeah, uh, they're shaking out good. Obviously, some guys are getting healthy. We've um, seen Daquan. Is close. I I still don't think he's going to come back till Miami, Um, and that'll be right after three months. So, like what we talked about before, right? um, Don't don't expect much out of him. You know, I know he said, yeah, he feels strong, but um, it's not going to be the same for him. It's going to be it's going to be tough. He'll be in a harness uh, and a limited snap count. Um, Not sure what's going on with Kyrie Elam, right? So I don't know if the team's just like getting him some reps or if they're they're serious about bringing him back though. Um, all reports were, it was just like a, you know, like a moderate ankle sprain, not your usual lateral ankle sprain. Mm The It was more the inside one, which is like similar to a timeline, like a, like a high ankle. They're a little trickier, um, but still not not really something you need to miss two months for. So, um, I don't know if they're just, you know, they just don't need them and they just wanted to kind of just keep them around, get some, get some practice like that. We'll see with that one. Um, and then, like, with, with within the game, so what did we see this past week? Now, the Bernard one scared me, right? Mm. Uh, the, the linebacker there. So it was non-contact, went down. You know, I got a little hate because I, I I tweeted out right before the commercial break. I mean, he's grabbing his, he's grabbing his ankle back yeah, here. he was. Yep. Right? And he's going like this. Usually that means, uh, is my Achilles still there? Okay. Yeah. What's going on? still um, Yeah, so I'm like, he's grabbing his Achilles, guys. Yeah. Um, But obviously he came back in the game. He's jumping around the sideline and came back in. So his foot just got stuck. It got tweaked. Um, I'd say a mild sprain and he should be good to go. Um, Who else did we see? We saw Benford, right, with the stinger. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So stingers, you know, they're okay. Usually guys can come back within a week. Um, But once you kind of get one, uh, they're a little easier to get for a while. Um, as we saw Brock Purdy last night on Monday Night Football, right? He had a stinger two weeks ago. Sure did. Took a pretty, took a pretty benign hit there uh, last night, and then he had to come out for it. Um, that's not the same kind of stinger we see with Micah Hyde, though, correct? Because he had a major surgery. Yep. He had a fusion, right? So a stinger after that's usually game over. But it looks like he's serious about coming back. So he was back at practice last week. He didn't practice the week before. He's missed two games. I think they hold him out of the New England game because I think they know. Like best best example I give you, it's like a it's like a boxer once he loses his jaw, correct? Mm. Right. So you start you know starts getting knocked out easier and easier. He's going to get those stingers easier and easier. This has got to be his last year, um, and just basically save him for Miami. And you know you're you're in a situation where this guy you know I don't think they even know what it's going to look like, right? He could take another little nick. And he's out or he could take a couple hits there and, and stay in there for a while. We'll see. The only caveat is, is do you want to roll into a, a playoff game with a guy who might get knocked out in the first hit? Because that's going to test your depth.
0: So as a coach, as a head coach, are you are you do you shut it down? Do you shut it down and say, you know what, it, it's, it's over with or do you leave it up to the player to tell you I'm good coach?
1: Um, so it's funny I had interviewed lorenzo alexander and he said the bills are good about this where they don't they don't pressure these guys they're different than other franchises okay. he was there for the washington situation with uh, okay. rg3
2: okay
1: basically he it's the physician tells you what the deal is and then the the family and the player get to decide if they want to play gotcha. and he's the right way to do it so in my opinion I think the, what's going on, right, is the guys are like, listen, the, the more you bang up your neck, the more you're looking at, you're going to need another fusion. And then once you fuse two levels in your neck, it's a big deal because even with everyday life, you're going to you're going to need to get that fusion updated in like 10 to 15 years. So if you're escalating and a- expediting that second fusion, this guy's going to be like 40, 45 years old and and looking at getting his whole neck fused. I mean, he's going to be in rough shape when he gets older. So. I think that he knows it's his last year. He wants to ride or die with this season. And yep. he's, I don't care. Rest me, and we're going to try it again one more time. I thought he was done before.
0: but it, it only makes sense. It only makes sense. I mean, rest me up as much as we can. And if it's one of those situations where it's week, eight, week 18 and it's, it's do or die and we need this, and then, you know, you call me in, coach. But right now, it looks like we're yeah. all right. I mean, if they saw who they're playing, chargers, you can rest. We got the Patriots. You sh- we should be able rest to get them. them no problem. And and we go from there. Kyle um, Johnson, how long how long, how long can we anticipate? Do we do we get Leonard that back up again, or does Ty Johnson? Oh, Ty, yeah. So
1: Ty's got an AC joint. So we talked about how like you can mm-hmm. take a hit to the shoulder. Usually it's when guys tackle you down to that side, it, it bangs it up. But he he had a weird one where like they they went shoulder pad to shoulder pad, right. which still depresses the shoulder there. So he sprained it like that. He stayed in the game. I thought that was that was uh, aggressive of the team, but. Because the way he had dangled his arm, it did not look good. Usually, you, you guys don't dangle that if, if it's a minor sprain. So, we're looking at like a grade two here. Um, they, I think, they just know the situation. It's going to hurt. Try to get through that week and and maybe this week. Again, I don't see this as like a four-week issue or anything, Rico. Um, I would think he would come back this week. Right. Um, and that's my opinion. We'll see how that practice uh, report looks, though.
0: We'll definitely see how that that report looks. So. Right now it uh, it seems as though we're we're getting healthy at the right time. Now you mentioned uh Kyer Elam. So the Bills right now, yeah. as um as reported by uh Joe you know, 50 roster right, and they've got a decision to make because uh sending Joan Phillips to the IR has opened up yeah. a roster spot, but they've also yeah, they've also got Dequan Jones that could be returning to the squad as well as Kyer Elam. So they've got yeah. a decision to make. Do you ice Kiyu Elam? And this is a question for the chat I don't know how you guys feel. Do we leave things the way they are in the defensive backfield? Because obviously things are all right. We got Dane Jackson, uh, Rasul Douglas, uh, Rasul Douglas is how, how he pronounces it. Obviously we got Benford. They're doing well. Cam Lewis can go in and split in and out uh, at the cornerback spot. But I mean, it'd be nice to have your a fourth corner just in case something goes down. So do you ice him? And say, we got, we'll we take our chances who we have. Or do you bring him back in as well as Daquan Johnson? But now you've got to make a roster decision. Who do you cut and, and hope for the best that they come back to the practice squad? Uh, I might put you on the spot. Or, yeah,
1: no, it's a great question. What, what would I'd, you do? I wouldn't bring Daquan back this week. They still have an open roster spot. So what just bring Ky- bring Kyer back this week. Yep. See what happens. You know, every week someone can get hurt. So... If someone gets hurt, I mean, that, that gives you the easy answer for week 18. If no one does, I don't really know who the fringe guy is at the, you know, I can't just like think off the top of my head. I would assume maybe like a depth linebacker. Maybe you're looking at like a specter potentially or like one of those last linemen. I mean, you guys have it. You guys, we have had like I He hasn't like been yep. activated. That's right. That's someone who I could see. Hey, just cut. Listen, we'll put you right back on on the practice squad. That'd be a good idea in my opinion.
0: And you know what I mean? And chances—do you want to mess with the the old line because anything can happen with the old line? Like it's been great thus far. We've been uh, we've been pretty much healthy all year, and I don't want to ruin that. But yeah. uh, but it makes sense because if Kyer is healthy, you might as well. Because if you don't, that means you got to just scratch him for Correct. the year and say and he's then, on the reserve. And he's then, like, I'm
1: healthy. And then say a DB gets—I mean a corner gets hurt week 18. Absolutely. He's trying to roll into the playoffs, and now you're scrambling. Yeah.
0: So to me, uh, you gotta make that you gotta make that uh, that cut, man. If I I fight he's gotta be the one that falls on the sword. Poor guy has a, he's just been on the squad just to just yeah. in case. Um it's a it's a tough, it's a tough position to be in, but you don't want to give up on Caillou Elam. You don't want to give up on Daquan Jones if you can add them to the squad, which makes the squad better. Uh that's that's where we're at right now. So I, I find that quite interesting. We'll see how that all how it all shakes out. But I like what you're saying. You're saying add one for now. If things yeah, materialized where we unfortunately get into an injury situation, boom. Then we can then we can add the other. But if everything stays yeah. the same, oh boy, we got a tough decision to make. And uh because then hope- you'll
1: have Kyrie on there, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cut bait with someone else. I doubt they would cut him to bring Daquan back. You understand what I'm exactly. saying? So I think I now that I think of it, I think I he would be the easy thing. Be like, hey, stay in the parking lot, we got you. We'll even give you like a little extra signing bonus, get back on the practice squad. That wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad deal for him. He's I mean no, he, he no. just ha- he hasn't been activated all year, so um, That's I, exactly. you got to talk to got to talk to the guy though.
0: So got to got to talk to the guy. Now uh, injuries aside, my man, injuries aside, uh, there's we, there's one more Rico. Oh, talk to me now. It's and this is a big one. So what's up with Diggs? What is up with Diggs? So I got I, I got. Listen, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on I'm on I'm on the very defensive end with with Stephon Diggs. I, right
1: now. No, no, I don't I don't think
0: step, I don't
2: think this properly,
1: isn't. This, This isn't like a hey, he's over thirty, he sucks conversation. He has had four out of five weeks where he's been coming in under eighty percent snap count, and he only had sixty percent last week. Now I get he dinged his neck on the first play. Whose fault was it? (laughs) it let's throw.
0: Thank you. Go on.
1: (laughs) But I get he dinged his neck, but I don't think he looked fine to me. It didn't look like he needed a sixty percent snap count in a tight game. So either it's actually pretty moderate of a sprain or his new snap count is around 80 percent and he's been having some issues somewhere else so he, he's usually like an 85 percent guy you understand mm. so for him to i'm gonna pull it up right now are you ready i got yeah. i got it uh, i got it queued up talk to me so so he's averaging about 85 percent in a high week he's had 99 he's had 90 93 up to 95 usually he dwindles between high 80s low 90s and then four out of the last five weeks, we've seen 80, then he had a 92, and then a 79, a 46, and a 60. I get the 46 was extra low because it was the Cowboys game, yep. but that's alarmingly low. And then to come in at 60 with a tight game, I get the next sprain. but that's yeah. that's four out of five this month. What's going on? Um, just a thought. I don't know. But two years ago, he had to miss that 10 days in camp with his knee injury. Um, I don't know if you remember that he had to sit out of camp for about 10 days and uh going into the yep. 2021 season. Yep. I don't know if he's got some tendinitis stuff like that. Um they've given him rest days in the rest days in the past. Like last year they used to do it a lot.
0: I don't know, what do you think? Well, there's never been like a, a, a designated I know to him. Know. So So okay, if okay, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it, right?
3: Yeah. So hey, they did,
1: they didn't put anything on Kyrie early this year. I'm surprised they didn't uh After he dropped that report to the Buffalo News, I don't know why they weren't like under the scrutiny from the NFL. He had a a deltoid ligament sprain. He sits out for four games, comes back, gets torched for two weeks, and then a week and a half later, oh, it's an old injury from camp and he's on the IR. Like it's a little little sus. So, yeah, I think think Diggs might have something. I'm about 80% in my head thinking he does, and uh, they're just not reporting it. And it's something right. chronic like a tendonitis, or something like that,
0: and and it could be it could be it could be something physical, uh, or it could be and and this is a valid question by the way Walter comes in and valid says I love Digs but give him the same criticism we give Allen when he's been lacking your mouth can't be bigger than your game but here's the thing his mouth is not big he's, he, he's not big. He's he's a, he's a phenomenal teammate. He's not out here talking ish. He's not at all. It's the media that always makes things bigger than what they really are, right? The man is on his own social media talking <laughs> about some things that are not related to football, <laughs> and people correlate it to football and say, "Oh, he's he's this." I'm just talking about a lyric, man. Golly, take it easy, yeah. right? So I think he knows what he's doing. Sometimes I right? mean, listen, this is social media, man. You know how it is. I need more buzz. Let me talk about it. But let's really do let's let's actually talk about this because. Uh, it is something that I'm starting to see, and I, it's something that I, I get frustrated with because you want to blame someone. It's like blaming. Um, oh, listen, let's just stay with Diggs. You your lack of production, and let's be real, his production has not been the greatest. It it hasn't. I'm not sure what's going on uh, between him and the the offense. And I don't want to say well, it's because of the new offensive coordinator, but because the new offensive coordinator we have, we've been we've been pretty efficient offensively. I mean, just as good as when Ken Dorsey was here. Difference is, and the stats are out there, they're just as good. The difference is um, you got more utilization out of their RB. Now, does that take away from what Diggs does well? I'm not sure, but I'm going to just put it this way. The one thing that I do see is Diggs, everybody's talking about separation. He's not getting enough separation. Are you kidding me? One of the best route runners in the game not getting separation? That's what they do. Route runners gain separation, and he has had separation. It's just our quarterback isn't accurate enough to get him the football. So when you have these games that are 29 yards, 24 yards, or five receptions, we're one one connection away from having 125 yards. Another connection from having 160 yards because we're missing on these plays. But right now he's saying nothing because we're winning. Now, how long does that last? Ah, that's the big question. Um, Fair fair criticism because as a star as a bonafide number one receiver i expect more from you so this is where coach brady has to set him up and put him in in prime position i mean we've been sitting here talking about gabe davis not showing up and he has said nothing he just plugs away and does what he's supposed to do and then finally breaks out has a four reception game 130 yards and a td so it's just a matter of just buying your time until the time is right. But for a number one receiver, your time is always, it's always got to be there no matter what. So what's going on with that connection? I mean, it's, it's valid to talk about it. It's valid to bring it up. I personally don't think there's anything at all wrong with Stephon Diggs. It's just a matter of these two boys finding a way to get back on track. But you don't want to force the football to Diggs because when you force the football, bad things happen. And right now, Josh isn't forcing so now he's spreading the football around and so on and so forth. But if you look at Josh's statistics, the last few weeks has been amazing either. Hasn't been great. I mean, Dallas Cowboy game aside. I mean, look at uh, the game we just had. We had 15 completions, 15 completions. So not a whole lot. So fair conversation to ha- to be had. I'm not exactly worried about the player, Stefan Diggs. I think it's more so. It's just the way this, the scheme is being played right now. And it's each week to week, week to week. We'll see how it plays out. And we're going up against, uh, who do we got? The Patriots. This is where I want to see something materialize. I mean, the Patriots don't have Gonzalez out there. I mean, they don't have anybody that can tell you, uh, they can lock me down. So we'll see. But that's my thoughts, your thoughts. Yeah. Are you are you in on that? So, are you, I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I'm on board with you. he has had a couple tough throws to him. Um, I don't like that they keep trying to feed him with the screenplays. Like, obviously, that's not working. And if you're going to work that, Make sure you hit the one where Gabe Davis leaks out. I mean, that, that's what you're setting it up for. Am I right? Or they're just trying to keep teams honest because they're backing off too much. But what? side note, what I don't like that we haven't seen much this year is like maybe we didn't see much last year. But the, the easy money throws I used to love to see are those comebacks, right? The guys are pressed off. Allen, two steps, hitch, boom, balls out while the guy's yep. turning back. He's hitting it for eight yards, turns around, falls forward for the first down he hit one of them to Gabe Davis and he shucked, shuck loose for sh- shook loose for like an extra, like 10 yards. Those used to be like uh, a staple in the offense, like back in like 2021. So um I don't know what happened to that. If guys are off the ball, why aren't we running that? Um, I don't know, but where I'm coming from is listen, I, I do the injury stuff. I watch football. I love football. I kind of know football. I, I, of I would think so. Um, but I'm not like an offensive guy. I don't, I don't see the routes being run and uh, the separation. I don't look into that. But I do see the snap counts dipping. And mm-hmm. I do watch the, the game and they're like, hey, Diggs isn't out there on third down. So to me, that's like, what's up? Um, and in my opinion, I, I think he might be nursing something. So I'm not trying to sound the alarm. It's something that's obviously not bad enough to put him on the injury list right now. But he might show up for a neck this week um that'd be a nice cover for that but i don't know what if he's what if his knee's like irritable and and that's kind of that's part of what's going to happen and then you guys are saying he's not getting separation we find out oh yeah his knee wasn't right for the second half of the year so
0: we'll I see guess, i guess we'll see i mean listen if you if you withhold these things i mean the nfl come down on you and find you so uh maybe it's something maybe it's nothing Um, uh, but the, the something that we do see is his production and and in terms of statistical production it's not it's not on par with what he normally does. So, um, but that I mean that listen, that's that's neither here nor there. We're gonna let it play out. And every week is week to week, you know I mean scheme to scheme and game plan to yeah. game plan? So we'll see, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, last but not least, uh, how was your Christmas? And how was Christmas for the little man?
1: Christmas was good. Did we have a good Christmas? Well i like, he can't he can't hear you talking, but uh oh, is good. I yeah, figured he, that. I figured he that scored the he scored the Death Star Lego Santa brought this year.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, listen, I mean
1: yeah. a very rare, very rare.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you, man. Listen, I, I I know this is your time with your son, so uh much love for you coming on camera.
1: No school tomorrow.
0: That's what the, the special night. Ah, uh, there you have it. Yeah, he's time. got the week off. Yeah, there you yeah, go, yeah. man. Well, listen, man. Appreciate the love. I don't know if you have anything in you, or you're just gonna, you know me, sign off like you normally do. No, I got something in me. Oh, you, you do. Listen, yes, hey, junior. if you got some, this is your opportunity. You ready to let it shine, baby? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the side dance. You guys didn't ask for it, but it's coming your way. No matter how you...
2: There
0: it is. Hey. Oh, the rhythm's getting better. Uh-huh. I see that. Carl Jones, you better take notes, Bryce, see. You better take notes. Oh, Carl. <laughs> <That's for Kyle. laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my guy, the thigh doc, doing his thing. Salute to you, and we'll see you next week. Look at his son. His son's like, oh, there goes my dad. Hey, there goes my dad. Hey. <laughs> All right, my man. We'll talk to you. We'll see you. Peace. He said go Bills, by the way. He said go Bills at the end. But yeah, that's my that's my guy. Andrew's like, please, no mass, no more. I don't want any more thigh. I get you, bro. But you know, I got to let my guy shine, man. I got to let him shine, man. That's his time. He's been off camera for some time now. So it was his moment. So you got to let the boys play. You got to let the boys go, man. <laughs> Buy stocks is on oh, them quads, boy. My man's looking at them quads. Listen, man, that's why you got to stay in the gym and not shy away from leg day. I know leg day sometimes is be, it be, be hurting. I see a lot of guys top heavy. Uh all up here, you know what I' am saying and then when they wear shorts, you're like, What Them toothpicks boy what' you gonna do with that? what you gonna do with that but anyway uh that's neither that's neither here nor there. uh we appreciate the thought doc he came in and gave us some good insight uh i I have not really i mean given it some some thought that Diggs could be nursing something uh, I don't know man I, I i i i listen, I don't know, but uh well, one thing I do know is that I don't like the production that he's been. I mean they've been showcasing i don't like it i i'm i i need digs in that seven to ten reception role you know what i'm saying at least 10 targets a game that's what i'm that's what a number one receiver should be getting 10 targets a game and i need more connect. screen i want to set something in to get your receiver warmed up so he you know what i mean he's used to catching the football okay let's go let's get let's get going but it just hasn't been clicking the way we need it to click but when you need him to show up he shows Third down, we need that thing to keep going. Here comes Diggs, here comes Allen. Connection, let's keep moving. So when he need him to show up, he shows up. I just know I mean I just want this sexiness. I want sexy, I want sexy Josh and sexy digs back at it again. Right now, it hasn't been so sexy, but I mean sometimes other people gotta shine. And uh it was Gabe Davis's turn off that milk carton, you know. what I mean, but anyway, um, before we uh Jump to bringing my man Carl Jones on, you know, we got sponsors, we got things we got to handle. So until uh, we come back, I got underdog pick'ems and let's talk about that and we're going to come back with my man Carl Jones. We'll be right back.
4: Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. In the pick'em game, you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in that week's game for a chance to win big. And as you already know, I'm going Josh Allen higher in yards every single week. So sign up today with promo code Buffalo Fanatics and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with promo code Buffalo Fanatics to get your first deposit doubled up to $100.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, my guy is back with us, back fresh from Christmas. I don't know if uh, if Santa Claus was good to you, if uh, if it was, if you were more the giver than the receiver. What's going on, man? What's how was the house Christmas for you, brother?
3: It was good, man. Appreciate you having me on again. Once again, thank you, blessed for that. But uh, it was smooth, though. I mean, I, I'm a simple dude, you know. Able to kick it with the, uh, my girlfriend's family a little bit because I'm from, I'm from Cleveland. wasn't able to get off and go back to the crib, but um. It was it's all love, man. I'm I'm thankful just to be here another day, and that's all I really that's all Santa ga- gave me, and that's all I really asked for.
0: Listen, man, I'm with you, man. Listen, a little. I I got enough energy that I can use my legs and walk around. I can breathe. You know, what I'm saying I don't need nothing. I told my kids, I told my wife, listen, do not get me a thing. I mean, I, I'm a grown ass man. Listen, first of all, if I want to get myself something, I'm gonna get myself something. You know what I mean? Christmas for me is every day. Okay. You don't gotta, you don't, we don't gotta cram that thing into one day, man. It's for the children. Let's go, man. But I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, that's love always. It's always gonna be that way. Um, we're gonna get right into the nitty gritty. I, I need to get right into the nitty gritty. Um, Josh Allen MVP. Are we here for it? Is Josh Allen is he is he ready for MVP? Is he prime for MVP? Is he deserving of MVP? Because there's a lot of conversation out there that Now, people are debating if he's even if he's even part of that conversation, because two things stand out. A, your team is you were you were just on the outside looking and you finally just made it into the dance, into the playoff talk. All right. Now, maybe we can have that conversation. But then you weren't even in the playoffs. So why are we even talking about you? Right. Only winners get the consideration for MVP. Right. Now he is winning. That's number one. Number two, you got too many turnovers, bro. Your turnovers are killing your chances. What do you mean? Like, what do you, how are we going to give you MVP when you got damn near 15 interceptions? Stop it. We're not giving that to you. 18 turnovers altogether. We're not going to do that. So to, to you, I pass this along. Your MVP, it seems that the conversation seems to be swaying back and forth. Is it, do you need to be part of a winning squad? Is it, do you have to have statistics? statistics only? Where is it that you define your MVP? To you, what do you
2: think?
3: For me, it's always a combination of a little bit of everything. Like, it's not necessarily, I'm never really a statistics guy. I'm never really a like, oh, like, I'm solely caring about winning. Like, for me, I'm a big college football guy, as you know. And this year, the Heisman Trophy winner just had the best statistics. He wasn't on the uh, winning team. He, I think that LSU had three or four losses. Yep. But the statistics were so great that you had to give it to Jaden Daniels. And other years, I'm like, look, the team is so good that you want to give it to the best uh, the best player on the best team. So I think it's a year to year thing Um, in terms of this year for the MVP. For me personally, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like you can give it to Christian McCaffrey. You can give it to Lamar Jackson. You can give it to Tyreek Hill or Josh Allen. Yep. For me, I just don't like how the conversation gets kind of um, framed sometimes because it, it tears players down instead of uplifting them and just making them just the great players that they are. Right. Like for every player who says Josh Allen is deserving, I'm hearing and, When saying that josh allen has 40 touchdowns and he's having a phenomenal year that they rely on him so much i'm hearing some people say well lamar jackson only has 20 touchdowns he's not good he doesn't have x amount of yards when it's like well well hey buddy like in the same way that they use Lamar uh josh allen on the goal line as the battering ram to get those extra yards gus edwards has 11 touchdowns and i believe nine of them come from within two yards so like two different stylistic things and how both offenses approach things josh allen is a phenomenal talent i'm not taking anything away from him but how we frame this conversation always baffles my mind. Because it's like, why can't all these players be good and we just up the, uplift these dudes? Because I'm of the belief, like, hey, I love watching Christian McCaffrey ball. Watching him yesterday was dope. Like, going against a Ravens team, that it sounded like fall camp out there. It sounded like first day of football pass. Let's put them boys on. Like, rah, rah. And he was giving it to them boys. Same thing with Lamar giving it back to a 49ers defense that's violence as hell. And then also what Josh Allen did against the Eagles. I mean, I know they lost, but I mean, that probably was the best single handed performance we've seen all year out of a quarterback. So if I had to vote today and cop out and give you an answer that you're looking for, I would probably give it to Lamar Jackson, but it wouldn't be like, oh, I'm stamping this. This is how I feel. Like if you said someone else, they'd be like, cool. Like it's not something that I really feel strongly about. It's,
0: it's listen, I, and I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. So I'm with you and I like that. But then when you look at this, when you, and it has to be, you have to look at statistics because the last time, Lamar Jackson won the MVP, he had 36 touchdowns, right? Very little interceptions. He was, he was MVP, unanimous MVP, he was killing it. So when you look at the statistics, you're like, how are you going to give that to MVP? Like most valuable player, like I'm talking well, in the, all of NFL. But then there, are you like valuable to your team? Absolutely he's valuable to his team, but so is Josh Allen. And then when you look at Josh Allen, you're like, hold on now. My man's got 40 plus touchdowns and there's two games left to go. How do you avoid giving him the touchdown? I mean, excuse me, the MVP if he hits you with three touchdowns next game, four touchdowns the next. You know what I'm saying? So now you're sitting at four, just damn near shy of fifty, and you're you're gonna bypass him. I mean, if you look look back at it, Brett Favre, Brett Favre is known as the gunslinger, and he's going he's going he's gonna hit a lot, but he's gonna miss a lot. So in '96, he had 13 interceptions. And, not, and that's just interceptions. i do not talk about fumbles because I didn't even look into all that. 95, he got back-to-back MVPs. He had 13 interceptions that year. You know what I'm saying? And Mahomes, when he won the MVP in 2022, he had 12 interceptions. So you're going to give the ball up when you're when you're rolling. But here's the big difference, though. In 96, when Brett Favre had through 13 interceptions, he also had 39 touchdown passes and just shy of 4,000 yards. And back then, when you were just shy of 4,000 yards, that's big. That's big time. Now, four thousand yards, you can throw that. You know what I mean by right now? I mean, everybody's on the on the on the fringe of that. But here's the thing, and you're right. You don't want to disparage one, put one down when he's when he's in the conversation to be one of the best. But you're gonna put him down. But it comes down to your statistics. We look at what have you done this year? How great is it? And Josh Allen has has a chance to not only he has already broken a record with 11, 11 straight games of a, a touchdown and a pass. At the same time, so it's hard not to have him in that conversation, especially if he wins out. And you know what? This conversation is not the only one. We're not the only ones having it. Guess who else was having it? It had to really. I mean, I don't know if you heard him talk about it, but it doesn't seem like any anything hurts this guy. Our guy, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, had something to say about this. MV.
2: Brock, Dak, Tyreek, and Jalen. Yeah. So it's basically Tyreek, who's leading the league by a, a couple hundred yards at receiver. And CMC, who I believe is a couple hundred yards up as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but <clears throat> uh, I think both those guys deserve uh, a lot of uh, consideration. The other guy, you know, it's and I saw some stats, and I, I know Josh has had turnovers this year, but the guy has 40 combined touchdowns again in four straight years. And the team has been, what, they won four straight, I believe, and three of those were pretty damn good opponents, playoff teams. Um if they finish the last two and win out, and if Miami loses their next one, the Week 18 is going to be for the division. So, so
4: Bills would um, be 11 think, and six then. Ooh. Pretty good, pretty good record. Yeah. And I think it looks, I think, looks it was, a little bit, bur- but more appetizing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what if, yeah. And what if
2: Josh? What if Josh has eight touchdowns the last two weeks and finishes with 48 combined touchdowns? Um, how do you not put him in the conversation? Hmm
0: how do you not put them in the conversation. So, uh fair con- fair conversations we had. That's why there's two weeks left in the NFL uh season and a lot of things are going to play out. You might have CMC come out and put a 40-yard rushing dud. Can't happen. It's not going to happen because of who they play next week. I think it's a bum team, but it those are conversations that that are to be had. And uh then you said CMC and I have tremendous respect for the running back position. You guys know that already. Um but He's got thirteen hundred yards right now. Let's just say he rushed for another hundred next week and another hundred. You're at you're at you're sitting here 1,600 yards. To me, that's a that's a very good year.
3: But MVP? Well, then you would. But then the conversation with CMC was so unique. I believe he has like six hundred receiving yards as well. He will be above I think he will be well above two thousand all purpose. What? Which will be the and then he's up to twenty one touchdowns, which is not twenty seven like LT. Um,
4: I was but, about to say,
3: okay. Because LT had a 27, which was crazy, which is still uh-huh. believe, the NFL record. But um I, I think CMC season would probably be the best from a running back position. I don't know. Henry's off the top of my head, so I don't want to be disrespectful there, but probably since AP, if we're gonna be honest. Um I mean CMC season is ridiculous. I mean, a, and he's a he's a I mean he's the best back in the game. And he showed it again last night, just couldn't overcome the fact that his quarterback was... threw four picks. <laughs> Five, excuse me. Five, it, was, it was looking like it was looking like Brock Peterman. That's what he was looking like. You <laughs> know what I was Talking about you know what I mean. He was he was on pace to look like Nate Peterman. I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, yeah, it's it's a fascinating conversation. And look, I'll Joshua have a prime opportunity in Week 18 if it's for the division. He's dominated the Dolphins throughout his entire career. He does that against the Dolphins defense, which has been playing really well over the past seven or eight games since Ramsey has come back. He goes against them, balls out like he normally does. Hey, not, not, now them voters get really got something to, to look at because the stats might be a little bit too overwhelming to, to overlook.
0: If you're going to give the MVP, in my opinion, to somebody uh, not QB related, it has to be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill would be the most deserving of it, and he's missed one game. Imagine him not missing the game. He could easily crack that two thousand yards. I mean, it's not over yet. I don't know his statistics at the moment. Um, I mean, I'm gonna just look it up real quick. But he's he's very close to to being that 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 MVP uh, in the MVP MVP conversation and it, gaining it. And if he did, I wouldn't be mad at it. I definitely would not be mad at it. But how do you ignore? And this is the biggest thing when it comes down to how do you ignore forty plus touchdowns? already how do you ignore that and how do you bypass that and say nah we're gonna give it to such and such right somebody i heard somebody say are we turning this into the heisman like you, you mean if you, you is it, the, and that's what they're coming they're coming down to like is we're not we got to leave the collegiate way of doing things out of it this is the mvp most valuable player in the league and you also have to be the most valuable player on your team and if you look at the 49ers cmc probably is the most valuable player on his team Period. You look at the, the 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 Ravens. Lamar Jackson is valuable on his team, but I have something to say for you Ravens fans out there. When Lamar Jackson wasn't playing, who was his backup that was doing uh, that was doing work? Was it Tyler Huntley? Yes, yeah, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Huntley was was cooking. Huntley was playing well. He had these guys. You know what I'm saying? Still relevant and doing well. So. I'm, and I'm not even taking away. It see, you, you, I'm, I'm falling into your, you can't disparage somebody else. No, I'm not. You're, you're not disparaging. You, 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 so I, you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Tyler Huntley was doing good stuff with the Ravens. You think, oh, man, the Ravens are cooked. Oh, oh wait a minute. Now, Tyler Huntley's got a couple wins on his belt, and he's got these boys rolling. So, ah, listen, fam. Like, listen. At the end of the day, it's got to be Josh. The only thing that Josh has to continue to do is not keep turning the freaking ball over. And you gotta, you know what I mean look like, and you gotta have a dominating game against the Patriots. If you come out and you cook the Patriots, four touchdown passes and you for, for four hundred yards, fam, that should be yours right then and there. It should be no brainer because now you've you've a clinched your way to make the playoffs, number one. So you're in the dance. So now we talking about MVP? Give that brother that MVP. So that would be nice. You got the Madden cover, then you get MVP, and then you're on your way to the Super Bowl. And get the trifecta. What? Yo, that'd be unheard of, boy. And then you can you can dead all the conversations of the Madden curse. You can dead it. That'd be you. You'd completely shut that thing down if Josh Allen is able to complete the trifecta. But that's here. That's neither here nor there. We gotta get to. We gotta get there first. We gotta get there first. So uh, MVP conversation. It's gonna happen. It's gonna continue to happen. Um, and uh, it's 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 a fun one. It's definitely a fun one. So let us go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to the game against the Chargers. Because those charges had us sweating a little bit. I mean, I played a clip last week. You know, saying, so when Pinky was like, "Ooh, those brothers had me scared, boy." I was I wasn't sure how to feel about that. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, um, it it really did feel that these guys were extra motivated. What I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in this position where um, somebody gets let go or somebody gets fired, and now you're you have you have so you, when that whether respected the coach or you loved or or you hated the coach or whatnot what does it do to players when okay this guy's gone and let's get into this transition and let's let's actually play some ball right now like what is it when when there's a shift in energy when coaches departed from the team and now players got to respond
3: yeah it's kind of weird so i actually went through the same exact thing uh not my head coach but syracuse we got embarrassed my senior year against boston college um, if I said okay. the 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 crazy, if I, actually I will pull it up right now. Uh, so Boston College beat us by AJ Dillon, the running back who's not for the Patriots right mean, for the oh, Packers AJ right Dillon. now. <laughs> yeah, 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 he he. Listen, he, he, my chance still hurt. I'll just say that. But but he uh, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. But um, beat us by like thirty or something like that, and we couldn't stop the run. And there, if there's one thing as a grown man when it come to football, if you can't stop the run, and you can't you you your manhood kind of took a little bit. And I think that's one mm-hmm. thing that. To peel back the curtain a little bit for how, like, what football, like, real football heads think about the sport. Passing the ball is cute and all, but if you can't stop the run, then everyone in that locker room will feel a certain type of way, which I'm sure the Cowboys felt last week, uh, two weeks ago, or whatever it was. But we couldn't stop the run. We fired our defensive coordinator. And that whole week, we were, it, it, I don't want to say, yeah, AJ got me, bro. Um, my man, the real one. Yeah, it was actually, uh, I gotta, I'm gonna have to,
0: to find that. It's it's, it's public, hey, look ran over by court. I don't know if it's gonna have something like that, but I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to find the
3: yeah, it was 2019 if y'all want to go look that up. But uh, yeah, I was in the a gap at my safety position, I was right behind the ref, moved ref out the way, didn't matter. I'm flat footed, AJ Dillon 250, I'm a buck 90. And y'all can tell, y'all can probably this vision how that went down. But um, Lamar Jackson got me too, yeah, it wasn't pretty with him either, but um, regardless. Yeah, Lamar got me. Yeah, my freshman, my first ever collegiate start was against Lamar. You ran you over? No, 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 no. He he made me look stupid though. It was like, ha ha. Like it wasn't it wasn't you
0: in the high school. No, coach. he did not
3: jump over me. No, no, no. I was the corner on the other side of the field. I was no, 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 no. He did not jump you, over I me. You. I was on the other side of the field. Lamar <laughs> did not jump over me. Uh, but uh, when you lose a coach though, you kind of come together a little bit because this is like, yo, like you like that coach whether you don't or you're not, but you don't ever want to feel responsible for someone losing their job because that's how they put mm. food on the table. That's how they provide for their family. Brennan Staley, I'm sure his family, kids, cousins have all been around that facility. So you learn to grow a connection with them. And he's not the only one that gets fired. That wife is no longer allowed in the building. Those kids are not lo- no longer around. And you yeah, feel kind of responsible for that. So it happened with us. I believe the next week we kicked the hell out of Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're not nothing crazy, but like we wasn't supposed to be beating Duke like that, right? So I'm sure the Chargers felt the same, type of, same exact type of way. Like you don't want to get embarrassed as a grown man, especially in the sport of football, where you're legally allowed to assault somebody. So I'm sure that was what a, was a lot of what the Chargers had going on Saturday night.
0: It, it certainly is, man. So when you when you have that, uh, it certainly does change uh, the atmosphere. Um, it does it does do those type of things. So uh, and that's why I had to ask you on how you how you felt about that. So uh, now <clears throat> this Chargers game. You had these guys come in and play hard for Coach Griff. Uh, I think that's the name of Coach Griff. And you had Easton Stick, he's been in the game five years. And these boys, they had no, they had no, idea. not that they, know any, they didn't know anything about him, but like, I don't know what we expected. I mean, this brother's not a guy that plays. I mean, we got to go back right. to college game to see how he plays and so on and so forth. So you can understand, I'm not trying to give excuses, but you can kind of understand where the defense is kind of like, okay, how are we going to play this? Okay, we'll play zone. And he hasn't played in a long time, he's he was torching the zone. He was eating it up. He was like, no, nope, I got you. I got you. I got you. That's the experience in a veteran guy that's been in the game five years that sat behind freaking Philip Rivers for crying out loud. So you've been here long enough. Maybe. So it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, uh, this guy's a veteran. He will find ways. And then we had to make some adjustments. And then, I mean, we took over. But tar- that Chargers game, though, I- did it have you kind of feeling this on top of where you're like, yo, are these Bills about to squander their opportunity against the Chargers?
3: <laughs> all right i'll answer that in two parts yeah did i think that there was a chance they could have lost yeah like the way the Bills' season's gone and how l- unlucky they've been yeah kind of like with tyler bass like with they fumbled the snap on the game winning kick or something like that like those type of thoughts come to my head right but do i think it's some ringing and endo- indictment on the team not really for like the reasons I-, I laid down earlier when you have a team that got embarrassed the week prior lost their coach at home yeah. Yeah. um no film on the i mean I don't know how many times they probably prepare for an Easton stick QB power, but I know damn well it wasn't more than once. Like, let's be honest here. White Mike. White Mike Vick. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm, I don't know how often they prepare for that. The only thing taken from that game that's more of an alarming trend that I'm taking away from it is the digs, um, lack of production, lack of connection, continuity. That's the only thing because that's been an issue dating back to when Brady has initially took over. So that's honestly the only grand scheme takeaway that I'm taking from the game on the negative side, Uh, on a positive side, Ed Oliver is still really good at football. If y'all didn't know, Um, so the offensive line can hold their like they're one of the better units in the league. So I'm not really all too worried. It's one of those games, right? But the digs thing is something I'm definitely a a little concerned about.
0: We we're gonna touch on the digs because I was touching on it with my man Thaddoc, and 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 I'd love to to dive in it with you because I I, I'm kind of getting annoyed a little bit because people to they're trying to tell me that he ain't got it no more or he's over the hump. And I ref—I absolutely refuse to believe that. But it's something that has to be spoken about is that, that connection. But uh, just to kind of put the button in this Chargers game, we do like the fact that Josh Allen was able to say, you know what, let me put my team on my back like an MVP should, and let me march down this field and make some clutch plays. And speaking of clutch plays, the biggest clutch play of the night was the Stefan Diggs catch? In my opinion, that that Stefan Diggs on third down was a big one. That gives momentum. All right, let's keep rolling. First down, let's roll. And then obviously Josh Allen on the back foot, all out blitz from the Chargers and hits uh, Kai. Excuse me, I'm gonna say Kyir. Uh, hits Kalush Kalush-Kir, and I mean just just a bit, of, just a little bit. I mean he could have been walking down the end zone, but the point the point is we marched down the field, did what we needed to do, and got the win. Um, and players that needed to step up stepped up the game. Gabriel Davis being one of them. You got it. He's got to be sitting here going, Oh, it's about time. man I know I ain't no scrub. I mean, y- y'all been making, y'all been painting me like I'm some scrub. It's just the way the game has been playing. So, um, Joe Brady, although is, is changing the way we move things and getting these wins, that's what matters at the end of the day. But it is, I don't want to call, I don't want to say it's alarming because it's not alarming, but it is something to, to pay attention to the lack of production, uh, coming from my man, Stefan Diggs. Now I can't say it's an injury. Cause I mean, I haven't seen him on the injury report. So if it's not an injury, in your opinion, I mean, this is all opinion-based at this point. What the hell is it? What's going on? Why can't those two get back on track the way they used to?
3: Yeah, it's kind of, and I don't want to say is Joe Brady. Cause I, it's not him. Like, cause there's some Diggs has dropped some passes. Like he just right. cried out and dropped some. Right. Um, I will say, and I'm not going to, like, I think Stephon Diggs is a supremely talented player, one of the best wide receiver ones in the game, bar mm-hmm. none. But there's been some matchups, take away bracket coverage, take away safety over at the top, where the DB in front of him has just taken it to him. I mean, LeJarrius Sneed is going to be an all-pro. Like, he's, he's, he's one of the best corners in football this year. He took it to Diggs. Like, and obviously, there were some plays when the Chiefs gave him help, but he, he took it to him. Like, there was no... Like, some of those plays weren't, hey, I got help, uh, whatever. Like, no, LeJarrius Sneed, I mean, he, he did the same oh. thing to Devontae Adams on Monday. Like, he did it yesterday. So, I, I mean, this is what he does, right? Um, And um, Asante Samuel was giving him some 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 love as well. So, I mean. Good corners,
0: man. Good corners.
3: Exactly. And you will want your wide receiver one to be able to win those matchups on a consistent basis. Marlon Humphrey, you're going to see him in the playoffs. You'll see LeJarrius Sneed presumably again. The Browns have three cornerback ones. So, it's just like. He's going to see those guys. Now, that's that's one point. I also do think they need to figure out better ways to incorporate him. I am tired of the screen stuff. Diggs has never really been a yak guy to me. So, like, why are we giving him the ball behind the line of scrimmage and asking him to be Debo Samuel? Never really understood that. Um, so, I do think they need to find ways, never force feed him, but to natural progressions for him to get the ball and use his skill set in a better way because – some of it is the defense they're going against. I mean, look, these dudes are going to be all pros. Trent McDuffrey is going to be an all pro at the nickel spot for the Chiefs this year. But what are they? But, but what are some other ways that we can help them out a little bit?
0: Well, I'll tell you the other ways we can help them out. Other guys got to step up. Other guys have to step up. Kincaid, I need you to step up. I don't give a damn if you a rookie or not. Like the last few weeks, you, you have yeah, you haven't been you know what I'm saying, as productive as we'd like you to be. I mean, let's keep it a buck here. Gabe Davis just finally showed up. Where the hell you been? I need you. To, I need that production always because then that opens up things for everybody else. So if you role players aren't doing what you're supposed to do, I'm gonna just lock this guy up, and then now we're gonna we're gonna force Allen to be Allen. But now that we've got a run game, there's less op- there's less opportunity to throw the football. So then there's then there's a little bit of uh, off rhythm, if you will. Right? Because we're running the football quite well. And the O-line is just doing what they're supposed to do. So I can get that part. But well, role players got to show up in order for these guys to ball out. However, I pay Stefan Diggs. What is he getting paid? Like 20 <laughs> a lot. <laughs> $24 million a year. I I mean, motherfucker, you better do something, man. I had to say that. But you like, listen, I'll pay you a lot of money. All right. Figure it out. Figure it out. You and your quarterback, you mean come together? I don't know if you got to go back to the person that's been braiding your hair. Loosen that shit up a little bit, man. Them corners are pretty tight. Loosen that bitch up. You know what I mean, I don't know what has to happen. I mean, maybe you have to go back to Afro Afro digs. I don't know. But y'all need to figure out because there's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Because we criticize, like my man Walter said, we criticize Josh Allen when Josh Allen ain't playing the way he's supposed to. Now, criticism has got to go to my man, Stephon Diggs. I don't think there's anything wrong with him personally. It just has to be a, uh let's get it together. Y'all two need to get it together, because there's a lot of money tied into both you cats. And people talking about, oh, maybe we should trade this. Nah, man, there's too much money in that, man. There's too much money. They ain't about to move his ass. And we need something to keep going, because this lack of production, if this bleeds into the playoffs and we're one and done, bro, the conversation is going to be loud all offseason. Or it's just a matter of, yo, get rid of Diggs and bring me somebody else that can, uh, excuse me, not get rid of Diggs, get rid of Davis and bring me somebody in the draft that is going to now help this offense not be so dependent on receiver one to make something happen. So, um, But definitely something something that, that has to be talked about. I mean, we came back onto the dig situation, uh, but we talked about the Chargers. But anyway, good win against the Chargers, tough one. I think it was a win that we needed. I think it was uh, one of those that tested us. And one thing I do like about what happened in that game, and I mean, I guess we, we might as well just get right into it, rogue. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. You might as well get right into it, baby. We got to. Uh, I'll say, I'll say one thing. The good thing that one one thing I really liked in this game, and uh right right off the bat, um was McDart McDermott saying, Timeout, hold on, everybody bring your asses in here right now, huddles the whole defense up and starts giving them the pep talk. This is what needs to happen. Yo, watch for this. This is what they're gonna try to do, and that 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 and Defense got the job done in the end. They got the job done in the end. They looked a little shaky at the beginning, but they got the job done in the end. So I love the communication from head coach McDermott tells me, A, he's learned something, a thing or two, about just sitting there and expecting your players to know what they're supposed to do. Because sometimes, under the bright lights, players are like, uh, I'm on a corner, I'm on an island by myself. I forgot my 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 responsibilities. Sometimes you got to, hey, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. All right, everybody know what they're supposed to do. All right, you got this? Uh, 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 get out there. That's leadership from a head coach that you want, right? That's nothing better than when you get a, a coach that brings you in and says, okay, everybody, tighten up here. This is what we got to do. Time out. This is what they expect this, expect this. Safety, you guys know what you do? And Oliver, finish this game for us. Let's go. Ready? Woo! I got myself pumped up right now, right? So that this is what this is the shit I'm, ta- I'm talking about. So to me, McDermott's ability to, to time out, ca- call everybody in, and not just sit there clapping his hands and making sure, okay, you guys got this from the sideline. And then all of a sudden when something, what a blunder happens, he's like, Oh, I got to go and face the, face the music again. Nah, bro. Talk to your guys right this second and let's keep rolling. So to me, that was the good that I loved in that game. I mean, there's many other goods, but that good stood out to me. Uh, What
3: say you, sir? Uh, For me, it's going to be Ed Oliver. And I've talked about this all year on, on the various variety of platforms. In the games is more players versus plays like yeah the first 58 minutes of the game player plays can really get you through some of those things cultures can scheme guys up put them in good situations to succeed however two minute situations crunch time I got film on you you got film on me ain't enough and so many but so many different ways you're gonna run powers only but so many different ways you're gonna run four verticals right my guy against yours and i've felt like this for a very long time that the bills really didn't have that ace in their hole that can on the defensive side of the ball that can say hey damn the call i'm about to go win this game like and that's why they wouldn't go went and got von miller two summers ago to go be that ace right but ed oliver has developed into that guy and he showed up when they needed him most saturday there is was no fancy play call. There was no stunt. It was just beat the living crap out of the dude in front of you and go win this game. And that is the type of guy, and I'm not, I'm not big into the ranking and comparison stuff, but we've seen Chris Jones do that for the Chiefs over a variety of years. We've seen Aaron Donald obviously do that his entire career. So these interior guys have been known to be closers, and that Oliver has shown he can be that type of guy as well. So that was very, very good for me i like that i like that let's go let's go to the bad man
0: um i know it's tough but we're gonna have to find the bad i mean i'll just start off right now East Stick had no business looking like mike vick he had no business <laughs> he had the beginning of the and we were i think at one point i was like oh, what is happening right now we need to change things up so no business yet absolutely no business doing that uh, i think that we we overlooked I don't want to say overlooked, but, like, we didn't take him seriously. I don't know how to look at it because in the NFL, you can't sleep on anybody. I mean, you're in the NFL. This is the best of the best of the best. I don't care if he's a bench player or not. I mean, listen, Tommy DeVito was looking like a bum, and then Tommy DeVito started, you know what I'm saying, started, hey, you know what I'm saying, he started eating his cutlets, and all of a sudden, I mean, the Giants were were looking reputable. He's out there, you know what I mean, getting media time. You know what I'm saying? His 15 minutes turned into half an hour, so he was looking all right. So everybody's got their moments where they can shine. So don't think that Easton Stick was going to come out here and not shine and try to do something because, A, he's got an opportunity to remain in this league. He's auditioning. I mean, he's trying to do something. I mean, listen, this might be my last year because the new regime is going to come in here and say, I want my new, I want a new backup quarterback. This Easton Stick kid ain't doing it. I want this. I want that one. So this was his opportunity to show something. And he did. And then we, we tightened up a little bit and we got rid of that. But I did not like how Easton Stick came out here you know what I'm saying? Looking like you know what I'm saying like he was ready to get work done and try to galvanize his boys and try to get this win over the Bulls. I was like, "Hey, pump your brakes, Mr. Mike Vick. We need you. need you to chill out." Oh, so, uh, Easton Stick doing what he did to us at the beginning. I didn't like it, and he almost marched his way out and trying to get that win until Ed Oliver was like, "Silence. We're done. Finito. We out of here. Pack your shit. We gotta go. We we out of L.A. We ain't we ain't doing this too long." So yeah, Easton Stick doing his work. Not a big, not a not a big fan of that. Uh, for you, sir, the bad. <laughs> I
3: love that. Yeah, Easton Stick was definitely like White Mike out there. Oh, man, shit. White Mike in <laughs> this bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, for me, I think, and once again, I don't think it's crazy. I, my ugly is crazy. But for my bad, I don't think it's like, oh, my God, sound the alarm, like the Bills are in trouble. But I will say the passing game, I would like to see a little bit more consistency, a little bit on rhythm, on time, on target. And I get that dealing with a player like Josh Allen asking to be on time and on target. 100% of the time is just unrealistic. That's what makes him a top two quarterback in the league is because he doesn't play that way. Yeah, But it showed up because the Cowboys game, I know they ran the ball all over him, but there were still opportunities where they could have had some gashes in the passing game and they just didn't sure. connect on it. Uh-huh. Um, and this week as well, they just... Now, I noticed the statistics don't look bad. He only had six incompletions, right? And he had the long bomb to, uh, to Gabe Davis as well. Right. But... A little bit more continuity, a little bit more consistency. Some of that is obviously due to the fact that Kincaid is bumming a uh, nursing a bum shoulder, yeah. digs, whatever they got going on with that. Um, so, figuring that piece out, you will want to be clicking in every department heading into the playoffs. But I will say, Josh Allen's last five games 223 passing yards a game. The running game has gone way up. They've averaged 50 more under Brady. So, I know I've told you that Brady loves incorporating his running backs, running game out of the backfield, but you want a little bit more of a happy medium, especially when you got uh, the best trump card in the game and Josh Allen back there.
0: It's so funny that you mentioned that because it's 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 the fickleness in in our fan base, uh, and and you brought it up because I felt some type of way about it too. Because at one point we're sitting there going, "We're too pass happy. Let's get <laughs> the bounce and run the football," and then. But now we're a little more balanced and running the football. We're like, well, I mean, this is the NFL and today's NFL, we pass the football. Enough of this running game nonsense, right? And I'm paraphrasing here, but yeah. like, Joe Brady has found a way to be balanced. We may not get 400 yards. And this is what, we, and these are the same things we were saying, not you and I, but just general talk that was happening. Josh doesn't have to go out and have 300 yards every game. Sometimes Stefan Diggs has to take five receptions six receptions, but we we get so accustomed to one thing. And when right. we start deviating, people are like, I don't like change. Go back to the other way, the way things used right. to be. And that's just, that's just human nature, man. Sometimes change happens and you're reluctant to go with the change, but the change has happened. New offensive coordinator is going to have a different mindset, a different mind frame on how he sees the game and look about it. Think about it. If it was Ken Dorsey last game. Ken Dorsey would have fed forced, um, he would have fed force to. Uh, am I saying that right? Fed force, feed force, force,
4: force feed. fed. I'm like, force oh, i like, yeah, I'm like, fed force. <laughs> that
0: ain't no, make no damn sense. He would he he would have had to force feed. Excuse me. He would have for he would have force fed uh, digs like crazy. He would have just kept on passing the fall and he would abandoned the run. Brady, on the other hand, did not abandon anything. He was like, "Yo, you still going to get 20 touches? And you're still going to establish it? And we're still going to try to kill the clock as much as we can." Although we lost the time of possession game. However, he's stuck to the game plan and we're going to run the football. So there comes a time when we got to decide as a fan base. I mean, don't we want the win, don't we? So sometimes, just
3: win, baby, win. just win.
0: Just win. So sometimes Josh is not going to have 300 yards. And and here I am sounding like a hypocrite because I'm like, yo, next game, if he wants that MVP, he's going to throw for four touchdown passes and 400 yards. It's going to have to happen. You know what I'm saying? So. It's craziness. I mean, as a fan base, you want everything. You want it all. You want the run game to be clicking. You want the pass game to be clicking. I mean, we're not going to have a perfect game like we did against the Patriots in the playoffs, uh, not too long ago, where everything was just clicking. Sometimes those things are not going to happen. But we got a new old coordinator, and uh, things change. So it's funny you mentioned that because that's that's what comes to my mind uh, off the bat. So um, I love I love that uh, that you went that route. So I'm gonna let you start with this one. I don't know if you do have an ugly but uh oh
3: yeah yeah, yeah, definitely i've told you before and it's my biggest pet peeve actually i got some other ones and how the games go the game of football is going but that's another day turnovers man i told you earlier my little my little phrase i was taught ball security is job security yours and mine the Bills are a perfect example of this because ken dorsey lost his because they couldn't control the damn ball yeah james cook with his fumble josh with a arm arrogant throw um just not setting his feet and just letting it rip um okay. and then obviously deontay hardy on the fumble that's how you let those teams who aren't supposed to be in the game if you hang around um that's was ugly there's no like none of those fumbles were like you like oh maybe you know like you can say sometimes like oh i can see what happened there no like hold it high and tight hardy cook I believe Cook fumbled early on in the game, they recovered it, or maybe he was down Twice. or something. It was, some, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with it the, with the Allen throw, like, buddy, just set them feet, exactly. Oh, just come just on, and, and
0: you know what? He's he's made those throws before, but he underthrew it. He kind of like just like, dude, you would have had Diggs, you would have had him, and Diggs did his job to get that separation, right? And he had he Diggs did his job, Josh didn't do his. Right. But there's going to be moments where Josh did his job and. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where these boys got to come back together. But I like your turnovers, bro. You know what? I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to stick on the turnovers because the turnovers are nasty. We we left. We we kept that team in it. And when you when you make those when you make those turnovers, I mean, dude, we're not supposed to win a game where we have three turnovers. We're not. You give the ball up three times and you don't even take the ball away from them. And we, if we're supposed to lose that game, no matter what, you how you look well, you at it. you saw what
3: happened last night. I mean, yeah. perfect example. Play against perfect. a good team and that happens. You turn
0: that you ball over, you're not supposed to. And luckily, we play, We faced a team that offensively, they're missing Keenan Allen. I'm seeing Austin Eckler is on his last legs a little bit. That's what it seems like. And you got a guy that hasn't played in such a long time. So, like, we got lucky in that way. Um, but those turnovers are killer because we we left that team in the game. Like, that team, that should have been a blowout. I should be right now in my fantasy championship. And I'm not because we didn't handle business. I had the Bills defense. I had it set up. The Bills defense. I had Kincaid as my tight end. I was like, yo, we're going to eat tonight. And I'm now sitting here looking at my team out. And I'm, I was so close. That was a $1,400 that I would have had in my pocket. And those boys made me, I, I got, I'm, 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 I'm cheesed. I'm cheesed right now. And Jared Goff, I'm cheesed. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, he killed me. Um, but yeah, man. So the ugly, the turnovers, and um, I'm a, I'm gonna stick on ugly. I don't know if I'm overreacting. I might have to make this overreact. I got I'm gonna make a new segment: overreaction, overreaction Rico. I am done with Hardy, Deontay Hardy. I am I am done with Hardy. the f- The way he fumbled that, you t- you're on a punt return, and you turn your back. What are you doing? Turning your back? What are you doing? I mean, it wasn't even like a spin move. It wasn't like it was like he juked and spun. No, no, he turned his, and then you get the, no, nah, man, you're done. I, to me, I'm absolutely looking at bringing in Andy Isabella and say, yo, Andy, handle the punt return duties, and we'll go from there. Because Deontay Hardy, A, you're not even part of the, the game plan offensively. Yeah, but you're not even Josh. Josh don't even look at you, bro. He don't even look at you. You're not even a guy that he goes to. Andy Isabella, he might use Andy Isabella because he reminds him of old Cole Beasley. So, like, maybe that that connection could work. But me, Deontay Hardy and I, finito. I mean, I, I, I've I seen everything I need to see. I mean, I might be overreacting now. That's why I said I got to make a new segment. <laughs>
3: no, nah, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. Right. I think that being also put an out in that contract where it is a two-year deal, but on paper you can really get out of it uh this offseason. So I yeah. think it's safe to say the, uh, the Bills will be getting out of that contract. Look, I think that they assumed that he was much more explosive than what they what they got like i think they saw they thought they were getting a a really guy, a guy who can take the top off of a defense who can get in and out of coats uh cuts and be explosive but he quite frankly just hasn't been that guy i know there was a rep early on in the year where he josh tried him deep and but he didn't really (laughs) didn't he couldn't unhitch the trailer Uh, like he just couldn't slide so um yeah i think that for all the good that bean has done i I think that one is definitely a bust uh yeah that listen bean has had some busts in his day now
0: he's had some busts in his day uh, this one is definitely one of them. And you paid them that much money and you got him pretty early in free agency for what? You know what I mean? Like we just do it just to get a, to get a splash. Ah, I don't get it. I don't get that one bit, but yeah, me, me and Deontay Hardy, I've been trying to say, yo, give him the ball in space. He's, he's like that. He's the, no, he ain't man. He ain't like that. Cause I've seen it in space and he's just, he's just whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, exactly. He's, he's,
3: what do you call it? A jag. Yeah. Just a guy. Hey, yeah. You just love that when you get the film the next day. J A G. Just put him on the whiteboard. I'm like, damn, what they is that what they be saying about
4: me? Like, damn.
0: Just a guy, man. That was just a guy. I mean, he's just a guy on the squad. And you know what? On top of that, he's a silent guy. He's and not nothing wrong with that. He's not a he's not a very big rah rah guy on the squad. He's not like like McKenzie. You know I mean, McKenzie's joking around and uh, he's quiet as can be. He don't talk. He don't say none. And on top of you, you can be quiet on the field as well. No oh, sir, you got go. to go. You got to go. You got to go. That's uh, that's my to me. That's my my thing, man. I think I'm gonna make a new overreaction Rico that's what I'm gonna do because there's gonna be a lot of overreactions for me but I may not be but you know what I'm not overreacting Let me let me let me get you slide on over brother uh you know what I'm not overreacting on What you not what's, what's going on who deserves to be on this
3: freaking milk carton who's missing in action and M- uh hey l- listen I've been giving him the benefit of the doubt Say it. But I think Von Miller, I think is the is the milk carton. Uh, and look, I want to preface this by saying I am Don't a little preface bit more. we <laughs> by <laughs> I want to give people context as to why I was a little bit slow to the party. Um, because I what I am a former uh former athlete and I've seen my fair share of rehabs and recoveries and you know, so I am really sensitive because I know how hard the guys work. Really bad days, depressing days, and all the good stuff. So so I really am sensitive to a certain extent on how hard these dudes work to even get back on the physical side let alone what be going on upstairs having said that though von Miller's case is a little bit more unique because of the fact that he is 34 or 35 on top of the fact that he's not producing on top of the fact that he is um just not doing anything out there quite frankly off of an ACL so I think that's what's what's. It, it's tough and it hurts and it hurts to see like once again he could still really be struggling with the knee and i get it but unfortunately and i and i hate saying this because i don't want to be hypocritical but this is a performance-based league he mm-hmm. have been out there for multiple months now and mm-hmm. if you aren't going to be the guy who can even record a stat because I, I, I know he doesn't have more than five tackles on the year if i'm not mistaken um i don't think he has a tackle yeah, for loss for don't think he has a sack. Definitely not a tackle for a lot. So, like, he does move a little bit better than what he did in London, but it's not much. It's incremental at best. So I, it's tough, and I know it kind of gets overlooked a little bit because Leonard Floyd has been a, a, such a good signing for Brandon Bean. Gregory Rousseau has been solid. As yet, Vanessa was doing his thing as well when he was healthy. Danette Oliver is explosive. So I get it. But hey, man, it's it's getting to that time, and it's about a year removed now. I get it; he could still be really, really struggling through his rehab. But it's a performance-based league, and he's just not a producer.
0: I'd, I'd rather you not preface anything next time. <laughs> <laughs> just get right into it. Right, in, get messy. Get right into the goods, because right now Vaughn Miller deserves his name. Needs to listen. I'm mad at you to just just take that little picture off that little milk carton and just put his face on there. Period. This brother's been missing, missing in action. And here's the problem the management went too buddy, buddy with Vaughn Miller to begin with you coming on, you hanging out with a GM. Apparently you want to be a GM now. So you, you hanging out with Brandon Bean and now that you've gone from pretender GM or, you know what I mean? Potentially wanted to be GM and doing all that stuff. And, and you <laughs> and now you're back to being a player. Brandon, Brandon Bean's like, damn man, I've been hanging out with this guy, but I like him and I'm paying him a lot of money. I need to get my investment back. I need my return on my investment. Fam, you lost your money. You lost your money. And when you lose your money, sometimes you got to cut ties with your money. I'm not saying cut the brother. I'm just saying reduce his, his his ability to be on the field. Because I'll tell you right now, what was very alarming to me was when at the end of the game, when offense did their part, we got the field goal, we're ready to go. The leader, Josh Allen, was like, get me something, Greg. He said, Ed, get me something, Ed. I didn't hear Vaughn's name one bit. I mean, usually you go to the closer. Hey, Vaughn, do me something. Get me some Vaughn. A peep. So to me, I mean, I ain't cherry picking shit. I mean, Vaughn Miller has not been the player that we need him to be. And right now, I'm at the point where I like, yo, we need to get somebody on there. I'm watching him on the field. I'm watching him. I'm like, all right, let me see what he's got. He's been close. Don't get me wrong. He's been close to, you know what I'm saying, getting plays and getting close to the quarterback. He's just not. Who he's supposed to be and like you said sensitive to the injury situation totally get that so if you're still nursing it sit your ass down on the sideline and let somebody else get at it that's hungry and able
3: hungry and able you feel say hey, my boy kingsley i went to syracuse with him put him out there see what he gonna do man hungry and able kingsley jonathan so like wait let's
0: quit, let's quit playing man get the politics out and get the real ballers in i mean john i mean McDermott just said it himself. Where when he was talking about yo, but the fumbles though, were like well, you, you gonna bench? How come you didn't bench such and such? Hey, at this point of the season, this juncture in the season, I'm playing my best players. Well, flip over to the defensive side of the ball, my man, because that's your side of the football. Your guy ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing, and I'm sure the other players are like, "Fam, get this, get this guy off the squad, man." So to me, milk carton alert, absolutely is Von Miller. I think we both agree. It's unanimous. It's it's just what it is um and hopefully somehow some way he comes in and shows us old vaughn because what we really brought him on was to help us in the playoffs that's why he was brought on to help us in the playoffs so if he is just warming up offensively, defensively you mean during the regular season so he can be revved and ready to go in the playoffs and if he gives us something then we got our money's worth so maybe and i say i'm making stuff up now but now, now maybe brandon bean's like my return on investment is when we get in the playoffs. Gives me something when we get in the playoffs, then we're going to talk about it. But as of right now, man, Kingsley, you better start. You better start kind of, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, speaking up now. You know what I'm saying? A lot, when, when when we're doing film study, I mean, you better have your first hand up to say, that's what it is, coach. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you got to do, but you got to do something. We need something because Von Miller ain't doing it. I mean, he's not, man. He's not. And when Josh Allen was like, Von, I mean, he's Greg. I was, I was like, oh, shit, he's calling guys out to get the plays done. You didn't call Vaughn's name? I don't even know if Vaughn was on the last. Was he on the field the last play of the game? I, I, I wasn't sure. I got to go back and take a look. There's I don't remember off the top of my head. We shall see. We we shall see. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I had to bring out the, the because uh, that's a segment that most people like, Milk Carton. And he deserves wholeheartedly to be on there. And that's not even whole milk. I'm not even going to give him whole milk. That's skim milk right there. <laughs> oh, it's, hell. It's, it's, nah, man. Ain't nobody drinking skim milk. I don't know who, who drinks skim milk in this bitch. Nasty. And right now that's skim milk. I mean, Von Miller, we need whole milk. We don't have whole milk for that guy. I and mean, whole milk is, is, too, is too much right now. He's, he's on skim milk. We need to it up. I'm just saying, I'm just keeping it a bucket. So uh, that being said, I know that uh, you're at home, so you don't have to be anywhere, but I still want to respect your time at the same time. So there's a few things that we do want to touch on. Um, playoff chatter, right? I need your I need your, I need need your. your thoughts on playoff chatter. And And folks, in the chat, Smash that like where you guys are in here. I got my man Carl Jones in the building from News 8. It's been a minute since I've shot I've shouted, you know, I me mean, where you're at because people need to know where you're at. If you guys are not following my guy Carl Jones, shame on you. You guys should be. He's out there putting film study together for us, he's out there doing stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. we need that. And uh, in order for you to follow him, you need to follow him at Carl Jones at Jones11 underscore. Please do follow that brother because uh, he's doing work right now, and uh, I have a feeling that he's, his offseason is going to be. Pretty crazy and busy uh, once things get cracking. So I'm looking forward to it. So uh, playoff chances, playoff opportunity. I don't know if you've been paying attention to see where we're at. Um, so based based on this week that was uh, right this second here, let me, let me give you a little something here. Um, this is what it's looking like right now, folks. If you guys can see that, the way Buffalo clinches a playoff berth, it's quite simple. Bills got to win. Beat the Patriots, you've done 80% of the job right then and there. And Pittsburgh, I mean, I'm going to look at the uh I'm going to look at the, the 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 schedule for who plays who next week and we can kind of determine how quickly we're going to get that, but here's how it looks. Bills clinch the playoff berth with a Buffalo win with Pittsburgh loss or a Cincinnati loss. All right? And um that uh I think we're going to I think we're definitely going to see one of those boys lose next week for sure. Um Buffalo win with a Pittsburgh loss and a Jacksonville loss. And when I'm hearing that uh Trevor Lawrence might not be playing, and that boy got oh, I don't know if you saw the picture of my mother, that brother getting hit. His face was uh it's like I don't know what do you call when you are when you um g force when you spun around a lot and your face is all mangled up. That brother got hit so hard, his face was like this, his eye was like that, he was all over the place. He was looking like a professor clump when his face is all jacked up. So it was it wasn't it wasn't a good scene. Um, so Trevor Lawrence, who knows what's going to happen with that? So we might get that that right there. We need a Buffalo win with a Pittsburgh loss or a Houston loss. So that would be interesting. So let's go right into it right now because next week we've got the Titans and Texans. So I mean, the Texans should get CJ Stroud back, so they should be able to beat the Tennessee Titans. Then you've got the Jaguars and Panthers. The Jags should be able to beat the Panthers, although Bryce Young was looking pretty damn decent uh, just this past game. Then you've got, uh, what I'm looking at, the, uh, who's he playing? Steelers and Seahawks. This is where the Seahawks could take down the Steelers. This could be one of them that could get us in quickly. And then you've got the Cincinnati Bengals and Chiefs. Now, there is where we probably get in because the Chiefs are pissed off right now. The Chiefs are absolutely pissed off. Pat Mahomes is, is had enough. He's melting down. He's cussing brothers out. He is just not having a good time this year. And the fact that they can no longer clinch the number one seed and get that cushy little buy, now they got to earn it like the rest of us, on the road potentially. Who knows how it's got to be. But it's nice to see you know what I'm saying him go through something like that because it's just what it is. But for playoff um, conversation and implications, the Bills have to win against the Patriots, which should clinch us clinch us a berth. And now we're in because just a few weeks ago, girl, you know where we were. We were six and six. We were one 11th, 11th place, 11th. Bro, we were 11th place with a 14% chance to make the playoffs. 14. We went from 14% to now almost 89% 80, to 90%. Bro, we're cooking right now. We're cooking with grease, is what they say, right? We're cooking with grease now, boy. So, uh, cooking with fish grease is even harder. Um, but that being said, though, uh, we need some things to happen. We need some things to happen. And that's that's what stands out right now. Uh, so, since a Cincy loss with a Bills win works, Houston against the Jaguars. I mean, Houston's playing. Um, who did I say the Houston Chargers? Houston, Texas are playing. The Houston, playing Tennessee. Tex- they're playing the, uh, yeah, they're playing Tennessee. So, they should be able to take Tennessee. Uh, Jacksonville's playing the Panthers. They'll take the Panthers down. So the more the likely loss is Pittsburgh, Seattle, or it's Cincinnati and the Chiefs. Now, if Cincinnati beats the 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 Chiefs, man, now I mean everything's muddied, everything's muddy. But I mean it doesn't change for us because we win and we get to handle our business. Um, even even more so, uh, AJ came up with uh, with something from Twitter. He goes, Chiefs lose to the Raiders at home. Oh, that's another one. That was a big loss. That was a big loss. So Chiefs lose to the Raiders at home. The Bills have a very realistic chance of getting the number two spot. And that's what we got to talk about. Bills went out against the Patriots Dolphins. And Dolphins lose to the Ravens. And it's very likely that they'll lose to the Ravens. And obviously, they got to lose to us because we need that. Ravens and Browns will battle for the number one seed. you kidding me? The, the freaking Browns for the number one? Get the heck out of here. That's craziness. With Joe Flacco, Joe Cool. Ravens, Browns will battle for the number one seed. The Chiefs have six losses. Golly, six losses for the Chiefs bills hold the tiebreaker which is lovely what an insane event yes it is so that's the thing man we lost we lost the teams that we had no business losing but then we beat teams that you know that that are contenders and right now the fact that the bills hold the the tiebreaker over the chiefs is a lovely lovely thing um that's why the chiefs need to beat the cincinnati bankers because cincinnati holds it over us but we gotta we gotta win nonetheless so playoff chances did you believe because i always I, i always put you on the spot you're like well it's tough, but did you did you truly believe that these bills would find a way to get back into the playoff graces?
3: Two seed chances? No. But I I told you all year um as long as you got 17, you got a chance. I like I always told you like hey, it doesn't look great. They keep turning the ball over. Mistakes, drops, not executing right, but as long as you got 17, You'll always have a chance at the dance, like that's just how yeah. it always works. Usually, when you have one of those ones, right? You usually don't miss the playoffs. So I know the Ravens missed the last year, but Lamar missed the last like six or seven games. Um, same thing happened the year prior, I believe, with Lamar. When you got one of them ones, you you find a way at some point. Like it's seventeen games; it's enough chance to um, to some to somehow get in. So um, I mean, I think it's very realistic that they do get the two seed. Um, That Ravens team plays a very very violent style of ball that I just love watching, like. I'm a fan of the game first and foremost, above sure, sure. above any affiliation of any team. I just love how um, certain teams play, and the vi- uh, the violence that the Ravens play with is just something that I just like. I don't know, you don't really see that too often around the league, and the fact that they play like that in 2023 is just music to my ears. Um, so yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Seven as long as you got 17. And look, look, I think the Chiefs are the greatest example of this. The Chiefs are the most dysfunctional offense I've ever seen. They can't line up right. They can't run around right. Uh, like, for example, if this doesn't encompass how bad they are offensively, the Patrick Mahomes interception that they threw, I have never seen a, a receiver run a 10-yard hitch route on that smash concept in my life, yet he did. And the corner was like, well, if you want to be that – Sure, I'll, take, I'll take it the other way. I'll take that, sure. So, like, that just encompasses how bad they are. Justin Watson's out there. He's probably their second most reliable receiver out there. It's really, really bad. Really, really bad for the Chiefs right now. Um, but to take it a step further, I'll say as long as you got 17, I don't think they should be nervous in any team they go up against, road Dang. or home. And, 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 I'm, and once again, I'm not saying do I believe that they're a better, a better team than the Ravens? No, but do I think they can beat them? Of course, it's football. Anything can happen in this sport. Um, I would say the only team that I wouldn't like their – the only team they honestly don't think they'd be favored against in the AFC right now is Baltimore. That is the only team. Like, every other team I think that they would be favored at. Um, the Browns have more injuries than anyone else, so I think at some point the, it'll equal out in terms of how well they're playing. Um, the Chiefs are going the wrong way. The Jags are even going the wrong way even faster. Um I mean, the Texans are the Texans. They're banged up, too. Uh, I, I know Shroud's out, but they're also missing Dell. Nico Collins is nursing a, a calf as well. Um, outside of Baltimore, well, I think the Bills can get. They've shown in the past that they can neutralize Lamar a little bit more. Um, th- this is a team. I've always said as long as 17, you, you got a chance. But defensively, over the past four or five games, they have played better. They've actually taken the ball away, which has been my biggest gripe. I know they didn't do it Saturday, but. For the most part, they have. So I think that's the thing that's encouraging to see this last month of the year. Defense taking the ball away, getting stops, getting three and outs. 17 doing his thing. I know Cowboys game. He all he did was be the the, the what he say, the group kid, the kid in the group project who just get right. the A and don't do nothing. But at the end of the day, we all know playoff time. You got 17, let's go to work. And the Bills got that.
0: It's playoff time, let's go to work. That's really what it comes down to. So that two seed is definitely in play uh we definitely have an opportunity and right now this is where you want to strike out my man bobby always said listen man you can start the season off real hot it's great and then you can tail off i mean if you're gonna get hot anywhere in the season at the end of the season when you want to get hot because that's exactly what happened to the 07 giants the 07 giants came in and we're like yo damn all that patriots talk patriots you don't mean having randy moss and this down the third no we're gonna get in there and we go back into the playoffs and we're gonna get that dub and that they did um, so really interesting just to, to, say the least, but, uh, but here, here's where we are at this point, man, the, the Patriots, uh, are up next for the bills and, uh, we have an opportunity to take care of business and, um, and, uh, we should be able to get that dub and it, it actually makes life easier for all of us because I ain't trying to have a conversation about losing the Patriots and getting swept by the Patriots again. I ain't trying to do that. We've had years of being swept by the Patriots. We are done. Like, like my man, Antonio Pierce said enough is enough. All right, let's handle business the way we need to handle business and let's get the heck out of here and get that dub. And then we go into the rivalry game because right now the rivalry is back up. You mean Bills, Dolphins is back up. It's back up and running and week 18 can't come sooner. And you know, it's going to be flexed. It's going to be flexed. Whether it's going to be a Monday night game, Sunday night game. Um, I don't know which one I'd rather. I don't know. I think the Bills are better Sunday night, guys. Are we better Sunday night or Monday night? Because we got to make sure uh, (laughs) we have the advantage in a way we got to make sure, but we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's it for me and Carl right now, because I got a few things I got to touch on on the back end. Carl Jones, always, always love. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep rocking out. Uh, let us let the people know what you're working on, because I'm sure you're working on a few things with you and Thad and so on and so forth. Uh, what you got coming on?
3: Yeah, the usual for those who are uh, new to the chat or whatever, uh, Play defensive back at Q. So I'm always looking at things from a defensive back standpoint. So wasn't a lot, obviously, because Easton Stick really didn't push the ball downfield a, a, a shit ton. But just looking at stuff from the defensive side of the ball, what they did, and see how the Bills could have been better, what they did really well. Um, So I'll be looking at that. Um, usually there was some communication on the back end, especially between the saf- saf- safeties, excuse me, mm-hmm. that I really wasn't a fan of. Um, exactly. But I'll dropping that tomorrow. You're going to see my thoughts on that. And um, once again, I'm a big believer in, I don't know what they're doing because I'm not exactly in the room, but I use off my expertise and that's where my opinion comes from.
0: Well, I love every bit of it. And do me a favor, while you guys, while you're in your film room, just just dabble onto the offensive side of the ball and find out what's going on with, with Diggs. And- well,
3: I, so here's a, I look at both things from a defensive back room. So I do look at the Bills offense from a DB perspective. So I am looking at, Oh, they're doing this with Diggs, they are doing this with okay. Gabe and Kincaid. So I still look at the Bills' offense. I still grade it. I just look at it from my vantage point. Like, oh, course, I really like how they get Diggs open in this way, or I don't like how they get it in. Cause I know, like, oh damn, that's a D. No. That's that's tough or that's easy type of vibe.
0: one thousand percent. Uh, folks, do me a favor, smash that like before my man Carl Jones gets out of here. I mean, they're already showing you love, man. I mean, listen, I think this is uh this is this is huge. I mean. Carl Jones is becoming a star, baby. He's a star before our eyes. And we guess what? Before he becomes a huge make megastar, we got him here first. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're chopping it up. So he's not going to forget about us when he's when he's big time, when he's sitting next to the Stephen A's. Never that. Never that. Never that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my guy. Carl Jones. We'll salute to you, man. And uh we'll definitely get on this uh thing again. And hopefully in in in, in we continue the good times in the winnings and uh, all the way up to the Super Bowl, man. So we'll we'll talk to you soon, brother. Salute to you, man. You be easy. Happy holidays. Yes, sir. Happy holidays to you as well, man. That's my guy, Carl Jones, in the building. And uh, listen, isn't that, isn't that brother uh, the best? I, I like that, man. That, that's That guy, I, I mess with heavy, man. There's some, there's some people that I've collaborated with uh, over the time. And I mean, listen, I get along with everybody. I don't got no problem. I got no beef with nobody. And but uh, there's some people that you get along with extremely well. I mean, and I've made connections, funny enough, just by this, this thing that I do here. And uh, and then when you meet them in person, it's like yo, connection is like it's like nothing, right? Um, but yeah, man, that's like how me and Pierre, when we didn't know each other one bit, I mean we chatted up all, all over the place we get together. Yo, it's like that's my bro right there, man. We got along, just no problem. We keep it rolling. Um, now before I get out of here, I do want to touch on our 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 path into the playoffs. And you already know what time it is, man. We got to get to it. Let me share my screen real quick. And uh we're gonna go to the NY Times app uh or website, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh we're gonna get right into that. Let me just share my screen. And by the way, uh if you guys um if you guys are, are here for the very first time and uh you guys are just wondering, hey man, like how do I you mean want to support the channel and so on and so forth? Everything that you need to know is at supportbf.com. Everything is there, our websites there. Uh, if you want to become a Bing Squad member, if you want to be you want to be a subscriber to the channel and uh you want to be more of a uh someone that you mean know, donates every month and does whatever, everything is there on supportbf.com. Um, listen, we ain't rich on this thing, I'll tell you that right now. So any support always always helps. Uh that being said, uh, let me uh I gotta play a clip for y'all before we get into the playoff simulator because uh Mr. Uh FS once only Uh, get my clip here. Let me figure it out first. Let me get there for you. All right. Colin Cowherd had a lot to say about where these bills stand. And I wanted to play this clip for y'all. So you see what's happening. So uh, let me play this clip for you guys. And we'll get into the playoff talk. Check this out. What Colin Cowherd
3: had to say about these bills. bills. People are not paying attention. Josh Allen is the least sack quarterback in the league. This is their best O-line. James Cook, first Bills player with a 1,000 rushing yards in five years. For years, I've been saying they're too Josh Allen reliant. Finally, they're not, so I have to be true with them. Their O-line's playing well. Their run game's legitimate. This is the Bills team. That is not completely beholden to Superman making nine plays a game. He needs to make about two. I like this version of Buffalo a lot. We've seen in recent years, teams catch fire. The Tampa Bay team did. The Rams team did. Teams catch fire. Week 12, 13, 14, they get the O-line right. They finally get the run game right. I think the Bills are the team this year. Number two.
0: Let me tell you something, man. This is when you know. know I mean, the bills. The bills are catching fire right now. I mean, this is when you know the bills are catching fire because now you got Colin Karr saying, "Hey, they're not so Josh Allen reliant." And this is that and third. And I get it. This is media. Media is tough. It's tough to do on a daily basis. I mean, opinions change all the time. And I hate when people say, "Well, aren't you the same guy that said this this year?" And then that listen, man. Opinions change all the time. Things change, right? So. Um, you gotta give these guys at least a little bit of credit on, on knowing that. But um, I do want to share something with you guys uh before we uh we we talk pre uh, playoff talk and, and all that good stuff. And um let me just uh, share my screen first and foremost. So first and foremost, uh if you guys have been listening to you know, me, the Buffalo Fanatics for some time now, you guys would already know that uh my guy Pierre
4: little thing. Again, we have Josh Allen. Anytime is good time. Remember who we have. What I say, big fella, remember who we have. Yeah. remember who
2: we
0: have. remember who we have y'all need to listen never forget who we have remember who we have and what you guys need to understand is y'all i was just t- i was what was i just doing i was just sharing you guys our website right if you guys go to our website it's on and popping now i want to show you guys something real quick because y'all need to notice um let me close this real quick so you guys can see it it's on we got the merch The merch is present and is popping. Here it is. Remember who we have. We have that. Get your hoodies, get your tees, get your all that stuff. I already ordered mine. I got mine. I think I got mine in the red. Uh, But yeah, go ahead and order yours right now. You know what I'm saying? The thing is going to be popping because we do need to remember who we have. I mean, I've been clowning and and joking on my man Pierre for a long time. But fam, he on to something. Now, remember who the F we have because it's important. Because with 17, like Carl Jones said, with 17... A Lot of things get 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 popping. So um that is great. So now let's go into the simulator. All right. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna close this up here. I want to I want to show y'all some because we're gonna get into the playoff simulator and see where we're at. Um and uh this is the fun part, and I'm not gonna stay too long because I gotta get going because uh, I gotta get back to work. I gotta get to work tonight because I work the night shift. You guys know what it you already know that. Um, so here we are, folks. We're sitting here at a wonderful. 89% chance to make the playoffs. fam. we didn't have this opportunity last time. <laughs> we were sitting at a 14% chance to make the playoffs. And we were wondering and finding all the places to find ways to, to make it work, right? If we win this game and lose that game and do this now, win out, win out. And that's how we do it. By the way, smash that like for my man, Pierre, and go ahead and support us. And if you want to, obviously me, because you guys don't have to do a damn thing. But if you show love and you appreciate it, that's what, we, that's what we do. We do love and appreciate that. So let's look at this, uh, this simulator here, folks, before we get out of here. All right? So here's where we stand. At 89%, this is how we make the playoffs. Making the playoffs, this is how we do it. Now, we already know what needs to happen. We got to win out next week with a, with a Cincy loss, a Texans loss, a Steelers loss. We're in. We're 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 locked into a playoff spot now. Whether we get the six seed, the seven seed, seven seed doesn't matter. The point is, I don't care who we play. It don't matter who we play because we've, we we played the Chiefs before. We've beaten them. We, it's not like we've we've never taken on the Browns before. We've taken the Browns before. We've taken all these teams before, right? And we've done work with them. Ravens, same thing, right? Defensively, it's just a, it's a matchup based league and matchups. We match up well now. There's still an eleven percent chance that we miss the playoffs, but that's not going to happen because we're winning. We're winning against the, the Patriots, which brings us up to a 98% chance. Like I said, and it comes down to wifey keeps calling me. and She should know damn well that I'm actually on live. And I got to text her to tell her, girl, what you doing? <laughs> um, I got to text her. She's like, I'm live, girl. She's like, she's, out, she's at her parents' place right now. And she's, <laughs> she's like, can you call your wife and tell your girl to go home? She thinks I got somebody. Says, Isn't that funny? Females like, Yo, why aren't you answering my phone call? Because uh, I'm busy doing something, girl. Come on now. Now I'm about to tell her, text her be like, yo, I'm live. She's like, oh, yeah. And now she's going to come online and say, my bad, folks. I know her. Anyway, let me continue being rudely interrupted by my wife, uh, thinking that I got somebody over. Look at that. Huh? She thinks I got, I got a new haircut. So now she thinks I'm all horned out. <laughs> Y'all better chill. But anyway, Bills, 98% chance, all right, with one win and obviously a loss. Obviously, we beat the Dolphins. We're in. But we already know that part. All right. So my thing is, how do we get the number two seed? That's the big one. So as of right now, getting the number two seed with with obviously with just sitting at this week, we're at 21 percent chance to get it. So what has to play and what has to fall our way? So let's start like this. Let's get that win against the Patriots. Our odds don't really change as much through a couple couple percent, a few percent. And then let's jump into beating the Dolphins. Now, we beat the Dolphins, we're at a 59% chance to get the number two seed. However, what has to play out? This is the big one, folks. You see what's in red right there? Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You know what matters? This Ravens-Dolphins game. So if we win out, in order for us to get that number two spot, the Ravens have to beat the Dolphins. If that happens, folks, that two seed is ours. It don't matter what the hell happens in week 18. The Dolphins and Ravens is the crucial game. That's the crucial game. That's how we're in. That's how we get in, folks. Handle our own. Take Billy Zappi and the, the Patriots down. Win out against the Dolphins and we get the number two seed, all right? That's how it plays out, all right? Now, I've also gotten questions saying, hold on now, what if we lose to the Dolphins? All right, let's play that scenario. What if the Bills lose to the Dolphins? So let's go back and and check to see how this plays out. So we're sitting here, I got to watch my time here. So we're sitting here wondering how do we get into the playoffs and get the number two spot? So let's just say I don't want the number two seed. I just want to get, a wild card spot, all right. I want to get a wild card spot, and everything lines out the way we're supposed to. And they lose to the Ravens, by the way. I'm talking about they lose to the Ravens, and we still we still went out. We're not in, folks. We don't make the playoffs. We don't make the playoffs. So there's absolutely no way about it. There's no there's no other ways about it. There's no other scenarios, even if this is us. This is just us getting into the playoffs, folks. Just just a. Uh, Just a wild card spot. That's how we got to get it. All right? So that's the deal. That's the deal. We just got to win out, period. Right? Bills beat the Patriots. Great. That's great and dandy. That don't mean shit. Dolphins lose to the Ravens. Great and dandy. That don't mean shit. We need to win out. We need to win that thing and go from there. Hold on. I don't know why this is all screwed up now. Let me see. Make Make sure it makes sense here. So we lose to the Dolphins. Let me just put it that way. Hold on a second. Well, hold on. What the hell just changed here? Hold on now. That's that's something? Okay, we get the wild card spot. Okay, it didn't refresh. It didn't refresh. That's why. Okay, so obviously Bills got to beat then. Then we got things that need to happen. So here's now that makes more sense now. Now now we're cooking now. So what's crucial is this game right here, Bengals and Chiefs, right? If Bengals, yeah, we're still in no matter what. I don't care what. If, and we done. We can lose to the play. We can lose to the Dolphins and nothing ain't nothing gonna change. Nothing changes. So, to me, that's all I need to know. So, win the damn game next week <laughs> and we ain't got nothing to worry about at all. It's all about getting the two seats. So, let me recap on how this, how this all works out for us, folks. Win next week and Steelers, Texans, Cincy, either one of those teams got to lose. We're in. Even if we, can, we, and even if we lose to the Dolphins. We're still in. Now it's about seeding and where we sit. Now, I'm not, Kenny boy, I'm not going to forget your super chat, brother. I got you. Um, and last but not least, how to get a two seed? Very simple. Bills went out. Ravens beat the Dolphins. So that tells me two things. It's a, it's a, it's a, we're double dipping here. So not only do we win the division, then we get the two seed. And if we get the two seed, it's that trifecta. Then we get the home playoff game, and now you got to come to Buffalo to play us, and we got to defend the dirt. Now, most folks might say, uh, "Do we want to play at home, though?" I mean, the crowd is electric. The crowd gets behind. You understand your squad, but well, you know how the elements are. It's snow. It's grimy. It's whatever. And you saw what the, what the Dolphins, excuse me, what the Bengals did to us with the snow and all that crap. They came in and spanked us. But the, circ- the circumstances then were different because we were dealing with, I mean, I don't, I don't like these excuses. I've said this many times. We were dealing with the snowstorm, and we had to play on the road, and we had the DeMar Hamlin thing, and we, had, and we had, and we had, and we had. A whole bunch of we had, we had, we had, right? Excuses. You got your ass beat and got sent packing in your own house. So, some things happen for a reason. Some things lay out the way they're supposed to lay out for a reason. So, maybe this is the way it's supposed to be, right? Before this new stadium gets, gets built, we got to start now playoff and get crap Super Bowl. That's what needs to happen. Man, I'm excited for the squad. And we have an opportunity one game at a time. We cannot let the Bill Belichick led team squander this shit for us. We need this win. Point blank, period. We need that shit. That's it. Now, before I get out of here, by the way, smash that like. If you guys are new to the channel, you guys already know what to do. If you guys haven't, do me a favor, by the way. Download download the, the Bleacher Report app. Download the Bleacher Report app for your boy. When you download it, I want you to look up my name. Go to the, go to the Bills tab. Do whatever you need to do. Look up my name. Rico underscore BF. All that good stuff and what you want to do is you want to follow me on there. I'm trying to get my followers up on there and I'm starting to do a little more stuff with the bleach report we had a I had a, a set today. Go ahead and check that set out and show some love and uh and go from there folks. But um I got a super chat that I got to get to from my man Kenny. What's Kenny saying, man? Let me let me see what Kenny's got to say. What's up Kenny? Every time I think of Kenny, I think of the Cosby show. Kenny. Um Kenny boy, what's up? Kenny he says, "Yo, my brother Rico, what's happening, man?" He goes, "I have a quick question, man." I'm starting my bills podcast as we speak. And I wanted to know which software you use for your videos. I don't want to waste my money on a bad software. Um, listen, man, keep things simple. Go just, just get, so go to StreamYard and you can go on StreamYard. StreamYard is where I do all my stuff here. Go on StreamYard and that StreamYard allows you to now go live from multiple places, from your Facebook, from now Twitter, you can use it on Twitter. Uh, you can get it on Instagram now and you can go. Uh, what's the other one I'm missing? I'm missing one more. Um, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and uh, and Twitch. So you can go from all platforms from one spot. So this software is what you want to use. It's user friendly because in my ass I am not tech savvy. I don't I don't have the patience. I, I'm smart enough to get everything, but I just don't have the patience. I lose patience. One mistake happens. I'm done. I'm not, I, I, I need simple, get going, let's, let's get this cracking, right? Uh, but yeah, I have my, my own things I got to work on. But yeah, that's the software you want to use. And once you do that, you're straight. The one piece of advice I want to give to everybody, if you're going to start your podcast, two things you got to get down right. Microphone and your camera. Those two things have to be, because anybody trying to watch you if you sound like shit, anybody trying to watch you if, you, if your camera is grainy and they're like, yo, I'm not interested. You got you to have those two things correct. And then you work on your craft and do all those things afterwards. But I mean, step by step, you don't want to go and pay all that money and, and you're you, know I mean? you rough at the craft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then you would be wasting your money straight up and down. By the way, big shout out to my man, Robert Aldrich. <laughs> Salute to you, just became a Bing Squad member. Support, love every bit of it. And if you guys want to follow what my man Robert just did, he just went to be supportbf.com. He saw everything that needs to be seen right there and handled business. So that being said, <laughs> Jerry Ben is like yo ring that bell man yo my bell's in the other room but you know what I will do I will do <laughs> it ain't the same but you guys already get it bing squad bing bingity bing haven't said that in a long time so uh let's go let's get out of here so folks that's my time appreciate you always and you guys don't ever have to be here you know what I'm saying rocking with BF you because there's all these other places that you can be and listening to but you guys are here and I appreciate it never goes unnoticed and never goes uh, unappreciated. It really is appreciated. And uh, salute to my wife that thought that I had somebody over hanging out with me while I'm here on a live stream. The only, the only people I'm hanging out with my, my folks, you mean the BF squad. That's what it is with your jealous ass. Jealous Jenna's back at it again. <laughs> if you guys know, you already know. So that being said, folks, I'm out of here. You guys have a great one and uh, we'll catch you guys again uh, Friday. Friday show. And uh, we got a big one, a 1 p.m. game. So that'd be nice. It'll be a change up and uh, handle business against the Patriots. And then we'll have some good news to to, even clinch the playoffs with a loss from the Texans, the Steelers or Cincy. So next week is a big week. Next week is a massive week. But we just have to handle our business on our own. So if you guys have not smashed that like and subscribe to the channel, go ahead and do that. And that's my time. You guys enjoy yourself. Have yourself a great day week have yourself a great night happy holidays and i uh, hope Santa was good to you and uh we'll crack it up and go from there man so until next time it's your boy rico it's the buffalo fanatics and uh we will catch you guys on the flip side you guys have yourself a fantastic evening and uh it's your boy I' got let's go
2: the people